Hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Paynton. So today we're going to talk about finding investors. Actually, this morning I was uh, doing yard work and this dawned on me about finding investors in your niche that already are investing in your space. If you guys are looking for investors, having trouble, getting a lot of no's, you're going to like this episode a lot. Peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey guys, welcome back to the show today. So I was actually this morning doing some yard work, which is great, by the way. I, uh, me and my wife actually just bought a house six months ago. And I remember growing up, I always thought it was crazy that my parents like kind of liked doing yard work and they got a little joy out of it. And it was just irked me as a kid that they wanted to go out every single Saturday, even when we didn't really need to do it. They wanted to go out and fix the beds or weed the grass, whatever it was, and fix the lawn. And I just thought it was wild. And now that we, me and my wife are homeowners, it is like my favorite thing to do is to go outside. Because I, I, if you guys are like me, you're stuck behind a screen all day, you're on phone calls all day, and it's nice to get out and just get a little dirty, put, put your back into something, swinging a shovel. Anyway, so we're this morning though, I'm out doing, I'm, we're actually, we're changing some sprinklers that had busted in our yard and uh, shoveling, just happy to be outside, you know, happy to be alive. And it kind of dawned on me as a principle about raising money. And I was thinking about it because I, I was talking to a few friends that were out raising money, right? And they they were trying their best to convince investors to put money into their, their project. And they had kind of a, an outlandish idea for their company. And um, they weren't looking for a fund. It was more for a, a venture capital type of business. They were trying to get fundraisers for that. And they were like, yeah, no one wants in. You know, we're just trying to go around to different investors. And um, I was asking, well, have you gone to like angel groups, venture capital investing groups? Like, well, we don't want to go to those guys yet because they charge high interest or they they want to take control of the company. I said, okay, I understand that. And and uh, this kind of dawned on me that I connected that dot with this morning. I was thinking about many of us are trying to create investors for our business that aren't already those types of investors. What, and Bridger, what do you mean by that? So for example, it's it's like we're trying to, on a putting green, hit a 250 foot putt way across the green. And we wanna impress people with how persuasive we are and how good our selling technique is. When in reality, it's, you know, if we can just tap in those little guys right next to the hole, a little tap, uh, it's the same, it goes right in the hole, right? There are investors that are 250 feet away that would, you know, in a really long time, probably not invest in your type of deal. And there are some investors that love your type of deal and they're just little putts right on the whole thing. Like, you just gotta tap them on in. And so for example, I'll give you a few, a few uh, invent, investors and mentors of mine that are all in different realms. For instance, my dad, okay? You guys have heard of my dad, co-founder, $20 billion family of funds. Uh, my dad, I believe, has only invested in one venture in his entire career. Not just like the last couple of years, his entire career, one type of venture, speculative deal, like somebody had a cool little business. I think he's only done it once or twice, maybe twice in his career. He primarily invests into his own funds. That's pretty much 
like I would say 90% of his investments go right back into his own funds because he manages them, they're real estate, he understands them and he likes them. When somebody, I've, I've seen dozens of people come pitch my dad and they're trying to do the 250 foot putt with my dad because he's already like, no, I have a great investment over here in real estate, my own fund, I get to watch the money, I get to manage it myself, it's doing really well. Why would I invest in your battery company or your solar sun panel, whatever company? And uh, I've seen time and time again, people come and pitch him and fail. Even me, I cannot get my dad to invest in my funds. And you think like it's father, son, you want to say, like still to this day, my dad has never invested in any of my funds. They get great returns. He, he trusts me as a, you know, his son. He will not invest because he is convinced on his safe portfolio. He's in a point in his life. He doesn't need to try to swing for the fence anymore. He just wants to hit little base hits and he's going to have a great retirement. He's told me, my brother, like we're not getting any inheritance, right? So we understand that. And he's like, I just got money for myself. This is going to be great. And um, it's, he's got a great life. I have another, another guy, another mentor, actually, you guys met, his name's Dan Caffey, brought him on the show. Dan is totally different mindset. Dan has started multiple businesses, now kind of runs a hybrid family office venture capital fund. He loves the speculative, uh, off the mark type of investment. He wants to hit the home run. He loves getting, like, he would love to be the first investor in Uber and Airbnb and, you know what I mean? Those early stage companies. My dad, even if it was the best spreadsheet he's ever seen, he probably wouldn't invest, okay? So there's different types of investors. There's, I'd call them hot, medium, and cold investors. And when you're pitching your fund, whatever it may be, maybe it's a real estate fund, my dad would be more apt to invest in a real estate fund that's multifamily, something similar to what he already does. If you're doing a high venture, you gotta find high venture investors that are already used to those types of investments. That's why I said this to my friends that were raising money. I said, go to, go to angel groups. Angel groups are essentially a group of people like we have the Salt Lake City Angels. So in Salt Lake City, there's a handful of people that get invited and they're all essentially, it's a, essentially a shark tank type of community. They all come in and if they want to invest individually, they can. If everyone says no, then no big deal, right? They usually have 30 or 40 people once a month. They meet. I believe pretty much every city in the country is going to have some type of angel group any major city, I guess, would have an angel group that you can go after and pitch your wild idea to. And okay, there's 40 people there. They all say no. Well, big deal. You can go find another angel group. So um, what I'm trying to say though is many of us, we go out and try to raise money. We're trying to pitch investors and we, uh, we're trying to hit these 250 foot putts. We're trying to show off, man, I, I convinced this grandma old folks home to put money into this crazy thing and we're going to move it over here. Like, it's, it's a lot of work. Yes, you can do it. Yes, it happens. But for me, it's, it's easier to go after those investors that are already apt. So for instance, I've told you guys before with, with raising money, when I meet someone at an event or a party or a, what a networking thing, and I believe they have a little bit of money. I always say, Hey, I'm Bridger. You know, and I ask them what they do. They always go, Oh, I do this. I'm a, you know, an investor. I'm a retired now, or I do, you know, let's run this company. I say, great. Then what do you do? Oh, I run a, I run a small fund. And, um, Hey, actually I always say this. I get a lot of deals that come across my desk just because of the nature I run a fund and I can't do a lot of them. If, if I get a good deal across my desk, would you want me to shoot it your way? And nine times out of 10, they say, yeah, like if you got a good deal, like I'd love to see it. And they go, well, maybe what type of deal? I go, well, I got some good, like really good real estate deals. It's just my fund doesn't do those or really good venture deals. I just, and you can look at them. I'm not going to make you do them. It just, you want me to shoot you an email? I can just send them your way. Nine times out of 10 people go, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. Well, I go, well, let me get your email. So I take their email down and I start sending them 
types of deals. And that's how I can start feeling out what type of investor they are. Because I'll send them, and I, I do get a lot of deals, actually. I, I tell people I run a fund, I, I look for deals. And so people automatically, everyone's looking for money usually, so they send me deals. And um, I will forward a couple real estate deals to this person. I'll forward some venture deals to this person. Um, very speculative, stock market, hedge fund, trading funds. And I'll see where they're at and what they like to do, what they don't like to do. And eventually, if you know if things warm up enough, I say, hey, well, I've got a good investment. It's called my fund. Here it is, right? And that's kind of how I convert a cold investor that I've never met before into hopefully an investor in my fund. Now, sometimes they're never, they're not gonna invest my fund. I have a few guys like that I've been working on for three or four years, never have written me a check, and that's totally fine. We, we, we remain good friends. And I know one day though, maybe it's gonna be in five years or 10 years down the road, I'm gonna find something up their alley and they're gonna love it. And they're gonna wanna put money in that idea and fund. So that's my, that's my epiphany from today doing yard workout digging is take the short putt. Go find investors that are already apt to your invest. Cause if you're, if you're starting a fund from scratch, right? You don't have, we don't have the Harvard degree. You gotta find investors that are used to that. It's even a little more venture for them. Even if it's a safe type of fund, it's going to feel a little more venturous for them and go find those investors. Now, talk to everybody, right? Pitch everybody. You got to get a lot of no's. You understand that. Um, But when looking for investors and identifying investors, I would identify the family offices, investors, high net worth individuals that are already apt in your area that already do the stuff you're doing. And it's just an easy little putt for them to put money in, especially if you're looking at that first or second kind of foundation investor to get into your fund. Hope that helps. Um, love you guys. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram, Bridger underscore Pennington is a great way to connect. Um, and I would love to see you guys on there. Peace. See ya. Hey, hey, wasn't that awesome? Hey, if you want to learn more about funds, I actually have the unique opportunity to sit down with a co-founder of a 20 20- billion dollar family of funds for an entire hour and he did a full training on how he launched his fund how to find investors how to find your niche in that space if you're interested go to investmentfundsecrets.com you can hop on that training for absolutely free listen to him for a full hour it's an incredible training and that knowledge actually as a mentor helped me launch my first fund i think you guys will really enjoy see you on there bye